Welcome to Inside ASU, a podcast to prepare new and soon-to-be Sun Devils for life at Arizona State University. Hi, I'm Ben. And I'm Molly, and welcome to Inside ASU. So Molly, today we're going to be continuing our Exploring Majors series, looking at digital culture. Yes, and with us we have Jim Stickle, who is a digital culture major in the Herberger Institute for Design and the Arts. Hi, Hi Jim. Jim. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, how are you? Good, we're excited to have you. So we'll start off with a very basic question. How long have you been at ASU? Uh, this is the end of my third year here. Great. And digital culture all the way? No, I was a communications major my whole freshman year and then changed uh, summer going into my sophomore year to digital culture. What was so enticing about it? It was this idea that you could be working, at, well, A, working in tech, which is like big burgeoning field that it's a bit easier to get a job in uh, to some extent. And also just that it there's a lot more directly like working and making something than there is in like calm and even like other majors yeah that hands-on quality was something yeah that drew you to it. Mm-hmm. Very cool. so, so i think i oh sorry <laughs> <laughs> no i was going to ask uh what is your sort of elevator pitch summary of what digital culture is yeah um so digital culture is this interdisciplinary degree that's offered through our design school here that it is very much working with computers and technology and coding, but at the same time, you're also going to be doing a lot of design theory, a lot of critically assessing how we use and interact with technology and how it then shapes and informs who we are as people. So it is very much the digital as well as the culture. (laughs) And you have a concentration within the major. You're focusing on English. Yes. Yeah. uh, Can you elaborate on your concentration as well as some of the other ones? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So with... I believe English is the newest concentration. I know it's the smallest in D.C. And so a lot of that is with your concentration, you wind up taking classes in that concentration to focus yourself beyond just how does technology impact everything? Because that's such a broad thing that you do need some focusing there. And so with English, you want, I wind up interacting a lot with critical theory and a lot of how to read digital spaces as texts which is really interesting. There are a lot of different concentrations uh, and a lot of different kinds of people that are attracted to those, which is part of the cool things about DC is meeting those people. But there's a lot of people who are in the music concentration, and that's typically for people who are interested in going into music and sound production. There is a theater concentration that is a similar aspect, going into the production side of theater and integrating digital aspects into theater performances, which is really interesting. There's certain, I forget the exact wording for it, but it basically makes a digital culture degree into a bit more of a generalized computer science degree, but still having the artistic aspects to it. There's an art and design degree as well. So that way you can be doing more traditional art aspects as well as working with digital art as well. So... Is there much crossover between the different concentrations of digital culture? or? Um, yeah, well, so in any given class, you're going to be, in particular in DC classes, you're going to be with people with a range of concentrations. As far as the concentration classes themselves, where I'm in English, I'm mostly going to be with like English majors in music classes. They're either with other DC students or they're with other music majors. So there is that. 
But there is the opportunity to collaborate. It kind of provides you with that in your early classes, sort of. Yeah, 100%. Um, and there's even classes that might seem geared towards one class. Like there's several several of the faculty are also musicians and so have sound design specific classes. But as an English concentration, I'm still able to take those classes with faculty approval and stuff like that. So I don't need to be a music concentration to be interacting with those same experiences. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. We kind of mentioned before some of the interdisciplinary elements of digital culture, but it's actually within the School of Arts, Media, and Engineering within the design, within Herber. Yeah. Um, So I guess, what does it mean to you to be a student in such an interdisciplinary field? I don't know. It creates this really flexible space where, at the same time, it feels like a very open and artistic space, but there is still that element of what I was describing earlier, of being able to get down and, like, do a concrete thing and it's also we have that also applies very much to the faculty as well is that we have people who have been artists for most of their career and then they come back and teach or they've been programmers for most of their career or they've been animators or there's people who have been academic theorists the entire time and don't have a lot of experience with coding so that there is interdisciplinary aspect of that is all very caught up I think in having this range of different opinions and ideas and viewpoints all in the same space that are all very easy to access. And yeah, I think that's how I would sum up what an interdisciplinary space looks like. Do you have a favorite part of the digital culture program? Oh man. Um, I think maybe a couple, I mean, there's, there's a few actually. Uh, I think big part of it is the faculty. I really love every faculty member uh, in the entire a digital culture staff. I have I haven't met one that I don't enjoy, and they're they're all very comfortable and chill people to be around. It's a it's a program where you oftentimes just refer to faculty by their first names, which coming from high school is like, oh wow, I get to oh hi Stacy, how are you doing? <laughs> um, which is it just creates a very nice relationship you have with these professors. But then also I would say is that the uh, digital culture fab lab which is this space that we have in the back of our building, which is just this space where you just can build, you have all the resources to build stuff. There's like loads of 3D printers. There's a laser cutter. There's a whole like power tool station. I think that place just for the sheer like awe factor, I think you just have to mention when you're talking about DC. So. Oh, it sounds fab. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, it's quite fab. (laughs) I know we talked a little bit previously before recording about studying abroad through digital culture. Do you yeah. want to speak a little bit about that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So digital culture has in like an in-house study abroad program to Amsterdam for two months. It's taken with uh, Stacy Moran and her husband, Adam Nocek, who are both professors in digital culture and some of my favorite professors and just people um yeah so you go to amsterdam for two months you live in the city and you take courses with adam and stacy and at the same time they are all into this idea of that amsterdam is as much the classroom as the space that we have rented at uh, university of amsterdam and while i have not gone on the trip yet i am going this summer i'm wildly excited for it it's a immersive design program where we go and we're going to be meeting with artists who work and live there and we're going to be going to the 
various showcases that the design schools in Amsterdam are going to be having. And I'm unbelievably excited for it. And I can't wait. I'm excited for you. (laughs) Take pictures. Oh, absolutely. So is there anything you wish you knew about the digital culture program before you started, before you came to ASU, knowing that you switched? Hmm. I think before coming to ASU that it existed because yeah. uh, it's <laughs> <laughs> just to have another year would have been nice. Um, I think I think being able to go in and be comfortable in the Fab Lab might have been a thing because that's that's even now it's still a bit of a challenge just because I never had it and maybe have a closer relationship with the people who work there so that it'd be easier to go in and be like, hey, Tony or whatever. Um can I get some help on like what you think I should like do with this project and stuff? And that that's still a thing I need to be working on myself. Yeah. I think that'd be probably my biggest one is like getting more comfortable with like other people in the major. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Having those connections Mm -hmm. and those resources. Yeah. Yeah. So what's your ideal career path with this major? Man. (laughs) Oh, um, that's a a really loaded question. Yeah. That's, that's the big question. Um, I don't know. I'm, this is, a, this is an answer you're going to get from about like every like third person in, D- in D.C., but uh, I'm really interested in games and game design. I don't know if I necessarily want to be a developer or if I want to go into actual like academic study of games. There's various game studies experts that I've met and talked through through my connections with professors through D.C., and I think that would actually just be a fascinating career path or some level of like games journalism is something that I'm interested in pursuing, and I think that... That's partly why my concentration is English, so that way I can be looking at games as texts and being able to interact with them and critique them and see what they do differently than other mediums and stuff like that. So, yeah. And just to kind of put the nail in the coffin as far as the distinction between the like English and then digital culture English, because I remember, because I'm a film major, uh, seeing digital culture film and just kind of shrugging it off just because I was confused about it. Mm -hmm. What is the key difference as far as people choosing majors as far as going into digital culture, fill in the blank, or that blank? Yeah, so digital culture kind of, with with any given concentration, you're going to be more focused on how technology interacts with that concentrations field. So in film, for example, those people are going to be looking at Oh, what updates to film technology have been happening? Uh, how can we implement those in future films? What historically is happening with like technology as it evolves in film? And it's not that you won't be getting those in those courses, but that it's digital culture is going to be much more honed in and focused on those. And then at the same time, in the actual digital culture classes, you're going to then be taking stuff that you've learned perhaps in film classes, and then applying those to the coursework that you're doing in those in your digital culture classes and you're going to be making like like oh i studied this film and it has this meaning so i'm going to make an art installation where i'm going to project up this specific scene from a film and i'm going to this is something i had to do recently right you had to loop it back and forth and so what how can i alter the meaning of that film if i take it and i project and also like where what space does it change when i project it that way and I don't know if that exactly answers your question, but... No, no, it does. I think that would help a lot of people mm-hmm. if they're listening to this and trying to decide. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's a lot going on. You have the abstract, you have the actual creative hands-on art-making uh, aspects of it. You have a little bit of communication theory with mm-hmm. this recontextualizing uh, something that's like a film that's really an article and like could represent memory, it could have rhetoric attached to it. Yeah. Looking at technology as a means to make the creative project that does that recontextualizing. So it's a lot of really cool, seemingly competing ideas mm-hmm. that yeah. are then fused together. Oh no, yeah, and it's it's interesting that you bring up that even the year I spent as a comm major, I'm still applying the theories that I learned in that to what I'm doing in digital culture. So like even as much as that's not what I wound up doing, it was not wasted time because that's still very important to how I construct and how I view the work that I'm doing in this current major. Yeah. So awesome. Is there anything else you'd like to add <laughs> before uh, off? Yeah, I guess just on that last note, uh, to some extent, like, don't be super worried about picking the right major when you go into college. Uh, I know that I was to some extent and that I was very worried when I was changing majors, but... If you do the work right, then there is time and that it's never going to be wasted time if you, as I was mentioning, that even if you start off in comm or and you move into digital culture or film or English, that it's those ideas will all still help you grow as a person overall and inform your college experience. So Inform everything you're doing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's such a good piece of advice just because it's such a source of anxiety for so many young students. Mm-hmm. So, yes, thank you for having <laughs> Thank you so much, Jim. Thank you so much for having me. Cool. So if you want to learn more about digital culture at ASU, go to asu.edu slash degrees and search digital culture. Thanks for listening to this episode of Inside ASU. We'll see you on campus soon.